0: are we good i'm ready man that's only like half the things we wrote or voted for <clears throat> it's tough out there yep. i'm fine if the if some of these things come up organically though all right
1: that's what i was thinking. Too.
0: all right friend and snap clap go cue <laughs> that beautiful bean music
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I've been recording this whole time. That's good. Mm -hmm. Um, Josh, I'm drinking a beer today because it's been a week.
0: Woo, has it ever. Remember how everyone was like, I'm so glad 2020 is over. And it turns out that it wasn't 2020's fault. Right. There's nothing mystical about the number 2020.
1: There isn't. And in fact, it's COVID-19, not COVID-20, I'll point out.
0: That's right. It's been around for over a year Mm -hmm. in humans.
1: Oh, i got to move my microphone before you yell at me. Um, This is one of my could-be-improved that I forgot to write. I'm going to write it in just a second. I like to improve my podcasting setup.
0: Mm. It's really just like getting that microphone right up under your nostril.
1: I think what I want is... So I have a blue Yeti, Uh and they make an arm and a... Oh. I don't get the name. of. It's like a circle thing that you put it in and then it's like hanging there. So it doesn't pick up as much like uh tapping on the desk. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. It's like a suspended boom. And then I want
1: to do one of those filters on top. So shock
0: mountain. You got a pop filter and a shock mount. Is what you're talking about.
1: Pop filter and shock mount. That's correct. Mm-hmm.
0: That's cool stuff. This, this mic has a built in like inside of the mic itself. It's shock mounted, which is kind of weird. But so I don't think you can hear much of this. Maybe
1: that's all. That's all I'm hearing.
0: Okay. 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 Just wanted to make sure. Um, all right,
1: Josh. This is our first episode of 2021. Happy New Year! We did it. We made it through 2020. Mm-hmm. Um One of the things that they did. We we use uh, Buzzsprout. They they sent an email that was like your yearly wrap up of like how the podcast is done. Yes, yes. I like I liked reading that email.
0: Oh yeah, that was fun. That was yeah. fun. Like it was like your most downloaded episode. Your I forget what else was in there.
1: Total number of hours, maybe.
0: I don't yes, know. hours of content and yeah. oldest episode, newest episode, longest and shortest episodes, things like that.
1: One thing I thought was kind of funny is that our longest episode was with Chris, and our shortest was with Brian. And those were right next to each other. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. We're still figuring this out, people. Um, we should start with action items.
0: Mm. Yes. I I copied over everything, so there might be some things that... Yeah, we don't even need this one. But we did have
1: an action item to each invite a guest for January you completed it
0: however right there was a scheduling however, issue
1: It's a scheduling issue he had yeah. something come up and um so we'll we'll get him slotted in some other time in january yeah i would like to hear about your experience inviting a guest for january
0: um i'll have to tell you about it when i do it okay <laughs> yeah exactly
1: exactly joshua mm-hmm.
0: i have i have a couple ideas um but i can't okay. say them because i don't want to you know I don't want to sure. jinx it. Right. Anyway. So let's let that one ride. Cause we haven't done it. Boom. Okay. Moving right along. Oh, who's, who's yeah. uh, facilitating today? I, I think that we maybe didn't uh, um,
1: establish that. I think it's your turn.
0: Okay. Well, I'm just going to, I'm going to pick it up then. Let's do this. What went well? Um, first thing is talking to our kids about racism, and systemic issues so this is something I added I um, this is particularly relevant to me because on Wednesday a mob of Trump rioters stormed the Capitol building um, last I heard at least five people have died because of the incident and I mean it, it, it was very much in, in a lot of ways it looked like a picture of de- democracy falling over
1: right it was very unsettling to say the least
0: yes absolutely um especially
1: let alone kids
0: (laughs) yes yeah and so we we have spent the better part of a year trying to not shy away from talking to our kids about what's going on in the world and our oldest is nine we also have an almost seven and a four-year-old and the four-year-old you know we're not really sure how much she's You know, there's levels of appropriateness, or not even appropriateness, but there's like levels of how you explain certain things. But we've certainly talked about racism with our kids for a while, and we took them to protests, or at least one protest downtown in June, um, after the murder of George Floyd. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, you know, we got the heck out of Dodge before they deployed the tear gas canisters, but we, you know, we, we were trying to make our kids aware of what's going on in the world. And, and so that they know when we seem stressed out, that they're not like, why, why are mom and dad so whispery? You know, we're just mm-hmm. trying to talk about it as a family. Yeah. And the, the cool thing about this is Bethany's pretty t- tapped into the, um, like, just parent scene around here. And um, a reporter from the Columbus paper called her yesterday and uh, so she's she's in this article about talking to your kids about the events of I Wednesday. So I'm happy to send along the the article. If we did show notes um, that weren't generated, I would include the link there too. But yeah, but yeah, essentially she she went she went on a walk on on Wednesday night with our oldest, who is nine, and just asked you know how are you feeling? What's going on for you? We've told you about people and you know about trump supporters you already have conflicted you know kind of relationships with the your various family members that happen that you happen to know uh support trump and and right. by proxy things that you know we're trying to raise you not to agree with but right. um while still loving you know these family members or whatever so and and he was able to vocalize i feel scared i feel tense um yeah, I, I'm not sure Good what to him. think. Yeah. So we're we're doing our best to try to like keep open dialogue and one and one thing I wanted to to point out and somebody else said this was important in, in reflection, like this was not a one time like, okay kids, let's sit down and talk about the events at the Capitol today. For us this is an ongoing conversation about the ways in which systemic racism um, in particular, like white people and white supremacists and people who may not even identify that way, feeling like they're losing some form of power as society changes. And and it's always been about racial animus and trying to take back power. Um, and that's certainly what Wednesday was about. And so that's the kind of dialogue we're trying to talk about with our kids. We are white. Um, and we're trying to talk about what that means as well. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's. I feel like it's going well. I mean, our, our kids are able to, I mean, our, we've, we've heard them talk about, um, it's just funny. Some of the things they say, we said like, Oh, did you see that woman over there? And they'll say things like, you don't know that that was a woman. You don't know how they identify her in terms of their gender. You know, like our kids correct us. And which is, Mm -hmm. which is cool. That's, that's, or, or like, you don't know that they identified as black. You know, that kind of thing is not, um, yeah so that's that's just just more power to my kids, I guess I just feel like it's going it's going well. It's the kind of conversations I wish I would have had more of when I was growing up sure, sure,
1: yeah, I mean to point counterpoint like we definitely don't want to make mistakes on this topic either with our five year old <laughs> um, so on Wednesday, I basically couldn't stop watching CNN. Mm -hmm. But I did it up in the room, up in the bedroom, and Jess was hanging with the kid because she had had enough of it. Like, it was just too overwhelming for her. Mm -hmm. Um, And we sort of had this brief interaction where we were like, should we talk to Jack about this? Uh, Maybe not, like, you know, was that the right call? Who knows? Um, Maybe we'll talk about it some other time. I don't think it's penetrating into his life. Like, I don't, Mm -hmm. you know. The kids aren't in school. They're not rubbing elbows with all kinds of different people. It's possible. Like, this one just went over his head. Um, right. Like I said, he's five. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's, like, it's definitely a topic I am unsure how to handle.
0: Totally. And, I mean, there's, like, this level of how how much should kids know. I remember when I was in 1995, I remember they wheeling in, like, a TV into basically every elementary school room. You know, I was in upper elementary. And we watched footage of the Oklahoma city bombing and like, was that too young upper elementary? I don't know, but certainly all the teachers would have been so preoccupied with the goings on of that, that, right. you know, nothing would have gotten done anyway. And it, f- it feels a little bit like we can't ignore what's going on in the world. So I don't know. I mean, cert- yeah. like I said, we don't sit down our four-year-old and talk about the s- sure. things in the same way that we do our nine-year-old and yeah. That's probably to be expected. That sounds appropriate. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad you guys are
1: – I mean, I guess the thing is you guys have a strategy. Like you and Bethany are talking about like what to do, what not to do. There are maybe families that are not even having those levels of conversation. So maybe that's going to set you up for a good situation.
0: I, I, I'm – yeah, my goal is to mess up my kids less than I – like the least amount possible.
1: Right. <laughs> when they go to – meet with their counselor you want them to have a shorter as, as short a list as
0: possible that's right that's right well you know dad with was withholding when it was time to like play games but he did talk to me about all the big <laughs> systemic issues so
1: he would never let me win at mario kart but we definitely talked about what it means to be white and black in america
0: right he always said booyah and in your face anytime <laughs> he won a game
1: he would always dunk on me but
0: <laughs> okay <sighs> why is he it so much That's addressed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to go to the next one that I see that's of yours. It could be improved. DC shit the bed again with WW84. So this is Wonder Woman 1984 and DC Comics. And
1: and as you pointed out in our pre-call, I used the acronym DC twice in this column. This time, I mean DC Comics. Um, and what I want to just point out is that, well, first of all, have you seen Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four?
0: No, I I, I got a, enough of Twitter that night to know that okay. it's it's maybe a maybe it's a pass kind of movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, while watching it, I wasn't like mad and wanted to leave the room. I didn't want to turn it off, so <laughs> I, I don't I don't want to like overstate things it's just again like why is dc so fucking bad at this (laughs) like Mm. dc uh, excuse me marvel showed them how to do it
0: right there's a playbook here yeah
1: all they gotta do is just do the thing and they just oh
0: man they just cannot do it okay all right so before we move on i'm i'm curious though (laughs) have you ever seen this movie called fantastic four and the rise of the silver 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 surfer I don't yes. think that Marvel gets a, you know, like a free pass, Total on, pass. Okay. you know, or like the Eric Bana Hulk movie. <laughs>
1: okay. How about this? Since Iron Man 1, <laughs> Mar- Marvel has done an extremely okay. good job. The, uh, like the Marvel
0: Cinematic Universe, like the 27 movies or whatever it is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For me, it peaked at Black Panther. Peaked? It peaked. Mm-hmm.
1: Did, did you ever see Thor Ragnarok?
0: No, but that's like a funny one, right?
1: Thor Ragnarok is really, really good.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now I'm I'm certainly less tapped into comic book movies than than you. I, I, I will the other thing is like with DC, there was there was all those um oh what's the guy's name? The three Batmans. Is it Nolan? Yes. Yeah, David Nolan, is that right? Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan? Who's David Nolan? Oh, he's a closure script guy. Christopher Nolan, um like those were quality films. That's true. Okay, you you're
1: you're giving me some food for thought here. But I then but then like they made being very myopic.
0: Yeah. Well, but then they brought <laughs> Ben Affleck into the DC universe and things like that, right? Do you right? know that
1: there's going to be three actors playing Batman in DC movies in 2021?
0: That 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 including almost, Keaton. Come on. Um, I, well that could be good that could be <laughs> it good it could be good oh man like a washed up batman oh man like the like really dc's good. logan right mm. that could be tasty Mm-hmm. yeah jack nicholson is the batman that would be it that would turn some heads
1: <laughs> okay i don't want to talk about this anymore <laughs> <laughs> all right um why do kids
0: cut their hair?
1: Yeah, I added this one mostly as just a way to tell you a story. Okay. Um, we talked about on – I think we talked about on the podcast that your daughter had an incident with some scissors. Oh, yes. Um, and so, okay. My kid's in fifth grade. He's all home, you know, distance learning. and But he's got this book club that he goes to. Mm-hmm. And the idea is like they send home book, a couple books with him. He gets some worksheets. He reads the book, fill out the worksheet. He meets with a reading specialist and a couple other kids and she's basically trying to improve their reading comprehension and mm-hmm. just like talking about reading basically and like yeah. what did you think was going to happen next and whatever. Right. So I like to sit in, like I can sit um, unseen by him and listen to these calls. I, th- I just think they're funny and I'm glad I did this time. So like I say, it's like, it's a small group. So maybe there's like three or four kids. Okay. And they sort of go around and just like give their answers to the questions on the worksheet. And so Jack's, so it's like a particular question comes up, Jack gives his answer. And then it's another little girl's turn. She gives her answer. And then she says, Oh, and Miss Webster, this is my hair. And then you hear in the background, did you just cut your hair? And then it cuts off. And then it's back to the teacher. And she's like, um, I hope everything's
0: okay over there. Um,
1: yeah, so this little girl like cut her hair during this call and like showed the teacher. She
0: she definitely checked out of whatever kind of conversation was <laughs> going on, right?
1: Oh my gosh. She so showed good. the
0: teacher, but her uh, one of her parents, I'm assuming, or somebody some adult in her life was like trying to frantically get to the mute button while while <laughs> yelling. Exactly. Wow. That is yeah. But this, this is kindergarten, gold. right? So I'm
1: just cracking up on the couch, yeah.
0: And you're like, hmm, who do I know whose yep. kid cut their hair, unbeknownst to them? Uh, our middle uh, – Anna, she's seven now, or almost seven. She did the same thing when she was four. We And okay. she came down. She didn't even tell us, though. And <laughs> Bethany was looking at her hair like, something's different. <laughs> and then she went upstairs, and she looked in the garbage – and there was a whole bunch of hair in the garbage. Gotcha. And Anna would not have told us ever. She was just like, this is just a thing I did. This was for me. <laughs> look, look, my dad, things happen. Yeah. You know, I don't. What are we going to micromanage our, come all, uh, our, our entire day? <laughs> what do you want to know? Every time I've got some kind of, uh, uh, you know, two blades that are opposing. And anyway, I'm going to call it a addressed uh what went well i landed payment flow on my side hustle by one john Alured.
1: yeah so i messaged you over break um and said that i've been kind of holding out on you um i actually have been working on a side project um it's an app that i call 40 and i've mentioned the app before but i'm not sure i've told you about my working on it but anyway over break um I finally got my act together and I landed the payment flows. So I'm integrating mm-hmm. with Stripe and I have long wanted to like launch this thing as like a product people can pay me for. Yes. Uh, again, in the, in the context of like a side hustle, like I'm not right. trying to get rich here. I'm mostly just trying to like, see if I can have some kind of product, learn more about making money, mm-hmm. <laughs> making websites and whatever. So, so that was a big milestone for me. Um, it is yeah. not possible for someone to sign up and pay me money for this thing.
0: Right. And you've got, you've got the whole, um, do you have it? I'm trying to remember because it's been it's been several weeks since I've looked, and you know a lot's happened in the last few weeks. Um, yeah, but I th- I think you've got the monthly versus yearly subscription model, right? I I just did um, yearly twenty bucks. Yes. Okay. So you're you know you're kind of you're you're hoping basically that uh, hosting costs will be covered by some of the people that 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 use it so but what what is the app about
1: right what's the what's the elevator elevator pitch what's
0: the elevator pitch here because not everyone knows yet
1: yeah so 40 as in 40 hours that's the name of the app so 40 hours a week is um i don't know it's like a pretty common measure of have you put in enough hours for a week Mm -hmm. so that's where i was what i was kind of going for Um, The app is a screen, is mostly a screen where you enter, it's like you see um, the five days of a work week, and then there's slots for you to um, type in when you started for the day, Mm -hmm. when you stopped work for the day, uh, any PTO you took, and then any adjustments, and then it'll keep a total for each day, and then in the corner it'll give you like a running total for the week. Um, And then you can kind of, like, flip back and forward between weeks to see, like, how am I doing this week? What did I do last week? Oh, I'm going to have some time off coming up next week. I'm Mm going to go to next week, Mm -hmm. find that day, put in my PTO. Um, So basically it is a – I call it a personal time tracking app. Personal in that you're tracking it for yourself Um, and as opposed to, like, if you're in consulting, you would track your time as a means to build. For billing, yeah. In this case, you're really tracking your time to like make sure you have good, healthy habits. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and, uh, did, I, did I pitch good? Yes, you pitched good. Oof. What One of the things I'm curious about, do you find that, would your tendency be that you under or overwork if you weren't tracking your time in this way?
1: I mean, it's a good question. Um, and I don't know. And so one of the things that it gives me is like confidence about that. Mm-hmm. Some weeks I might feel... Uh, I might work more than 40 because maybe I took some time here or there. And then I, you know, I mean, we all kind of like do like mental arithmetic, you know, like trying to keep track of it maybe in our heads. And I just think that we're just really bad at doing that. And so having something in writing that tells Mm -hmm. you what it is Mm -hmm. will cause you to just land on a healthy, consistent um, schedule rather than trying to do it in your head.
0: One of the things that I've noticed with people, particularly software developers, that um you know we all a lot of us have like quote-unquote unlimited pto and we have um flexible work hours and things like that it's really easy for you to number one not take any pto because it's unlimited and so you never weirdly it's like the the like a reverse psychology thing or something um and secondly in on the more like day-to-day schedule not taking breaks during your work day, not taking one day off here or there as a as a mental reboot working on the weekend, working at night it's harder for me to do that right now because I've got I've, I've got family stuff to do but I've certainly met a lot of younger developers or people who who don't have um, the same kind of obligations in the evening that that are not paying attention to those kinds of you know Uh, self-care needs. Totally. I use
1: this to keep track of those and to keep myself um, on the rails, Mm -hmm. but it is true that I also have outside forces keeping me on those rails as well that I didn't have maybe when I was a younger man. So kids... Um, a partner and, you know, like just the responsibilities of, of life mm-hmm. uh, would prevent me from myself. Cause the thing is like given like left to my own devices, I would probably work more than 40 hours a week and I'd be really right. up and down and feel bad about it, you know? Mm-hmm. So like now mm-hmm. I can just know, I don't have to feel bad about it. I'm, I know that I'm covering my bases and I'm not, I don't owe my employer any more time and like i said it keeps track of pto so yeah i i know so i've been doing this since 2017 so i have that oh, many wow. years worth of data so i even can see like i haven't done it yet but i want to get some features in that are like tr- trendy like um trends mm-hmm. um seeing like how much pto you've used or like when do you usually start when do you usually stop does it, has that changed mm-hmm. over time whatever some stuff like that hot spots um, so so yeah so like I I'm like very certain that I'm taking care of myself because I see it in writing.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's great. And and you're inviting other people into the into that kind of um, practice.
1: Right. So I've got a couple users that are just like friends from work, um, but in my could be improved column, I do have a ticket for no one has signed up for my side hustle. So just to say that like. I, I I shipped those payment flows, but no one's used them yet.
0: Sure, P- you have a. It's worth it's worth noting you have you're using a freemium model, where the the free version you can only look at like what this week, the next week, and previous week, or something like that.
1: Th- this week and previous week. Okay,
0: so. You're not able to schedule out your your PTO. You're not able to look at historical trends on your own or anything like that. So it's I keep
1: all the data. It's just about that interface for sliding around on weeks is constrained to two
0: right, right. So you're yeah. So no no one yet has um has gone into um yeah. So we'll see. That's cool, man. I
1: mean, I literally have been working on this project since like 2016, the end of 2016.
0: And, and mostly it's been a it's a it's a personal thing but now that this project. with this payment you're like okay mm-hmm. i can open up the floodgates and actually tell or at least do soft launch or whatever people call it where your word of mouth thing
1: yeah like i feel confident in lots of areas of the software development ecosystem but like marketing and mm. the business side of it are like uncharted territories for mm-hmm. me so mm-hmm. like I'm not going to learn if I don't try. So I might as well just start something.
0: Very cool. Okay. That's it. I'm going to get this one and somewhere in here. Oh, there it is. (laughs) Cool. Cool. I just checked off both items. Nice. Um, I'm curious if you, 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 you did thumbs up this. So I've got some thoughts I've been saving up for a while. It's been a few weeks since I've talked about this, but, or since I've watched it, but the item says, let's talk about The Boys, that's the Amazon show, and portrayals of white supremacy in media. Mm-hmm.
1: So The Boys is, like you said, a show on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. I think it's got two seasons. Mm-hmm. And we're probably talking about 10-episode seasons. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is 10-episode seasons. And the, the topic is, like, superheroism and the heroes are quite flawed people. So rather than maybe another superhero series where the heroes are pretty good people and this one, they're all pretty flawed human beings.
0: They're, they're the antagonists in a lot of ways. And there's these, this other group called the boys are basically trying to out them as the, you know, terrible beings that they are. Um, So spoilers ahead. Anybody who, <laughs> one of the things that, mm-hmm. so I, I finished the second episode and I I immediately thought I need to talk to John about some things. Okay. So number one, the boys, I think in general, it was a great series. I really enjoyed it so far. I don't, I, I assume they're going to keep going, but it, and it, I did look up, it is based on an older, like, um, I don't know if it's one of those side imprints or whatever that you, you talked about, but it's, it is a comic book series. Right. Um, but, oh, and like halfway through, I was like, why does that person look so familiar? It's because it's like the male version of Meg Ryan. Cause it's Meg Ryan's son, the Huey. Um. Yeah. It's Kevin. What's his name? Meg Ryan and Kevin. Not Ryan. Kevin. No. Ah, didn't matter. Um, anyway, here's what I want to talk about. Season okay. two. Here's where the spoilers come in. There is there's this there's this being there's this new superhero that's added to the team that added to the the seven right. She I'm forgetting her name now, but she like she's kind of like X Men Storm, Um, sure. And, you know, it's revealed eventually that she is, like, super old, and right, uh, and she was like there with Himmler and Hitler and in in Germany, and she's like one of the first of this experimental whatever basically she's a nazi right yeah. like a literal nazi okay right and there's yeah. this there's this whole there's this interesting thing where this this guy the um homelander is the is the main uh superhero right
1: he's like the face of superheroes too he's like you know right.
0: he really takes it on himself to be like the pr presence also his name is homelander you know <laughs> i mean come on you know you know what's going on there um yeah And he's like, oh, you know, a, a white blonde, you know, very, he struts around. He's very, yeah, it's very, uh, like, like a schmoozy Superman kind of vibe. And he wears an American flag as a cape, right? Right. (laughs) Anyway, here's, here's where I got, I got a little bit. I feel like they they could have done maybe a little bit better here. Okay. okay. So throughout mm-hmm. that second season, this guy and this, and this, um, you know, Nazi superhero, she isn't yeah. revealed to be a Nazi until the end, but they, right. they kind of get romantically involved. That's right. And, and then she kind of starts persuading him more and more that the, that the, the people aren't the the government. We should bypass the government. We need superheroes in the army, you know, armed forces, military. It's very fascist. You know, yes. she's, she's persuading him further and further toward fascism. Yeah. Um, I feel like one, one of the things that, that happens that, that I, I wish they might've handled a little bit differently is like Homelander was already like a piece of shit. And I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like, him being persuaded by a literal Nazi gives him an out. Oh, it gives him like moral cover because, Oh, I was just, do you know what I mean? So I'm basically, I it makes him look less bad than he, he already was like, he was already this person that was, he did not. I mean, he was racist. There was plenty yep. of undertones where he's, you know, he, he's, there's also this secondary racism in the show because there's like racism against norms, normal people versus soups. Yeah. Um, so there's like multiple layers of bigotry going on with him um, well before he meets this this person that, that pushes him more toward fascism. And then she kind of dies and he like leaves or whatever. But it it – I don't know. I feel like there's more that can be done to like – I I get concerned when for example literal Nazis happen in a show right. that somehow everyone else is morally uh like abdicated or or covered. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think what you're saying is like once the Nazi lands
1: in the in the show it like changes the scale. Yeah. And so suddenly the baddest bad guy isn't as bad but like he should
0: be. He's a real bad bad guy. And the other thing is like he was already a nazi except a name that's kind of what i'm getting at you know people people don't like the label nazi but it's like appropriate and like we had a bunch of nazis some literal that stormed the Capitol on wednesday right anyway that's that's my spiel um about the boys and my the one thing i w- i would might have changed
1: you're reminding me of some – so you, you, you did finish all of season two, correct? I did. Yeah. So one of the things that Homelander does is like take it upon himself to like produce villains.
0: Mm, I, like That's as right. As a way
1: to, you know, justify some of the really um, escalating – Right. I don't know. He wants to escalate soups into being embedded in the military and stuff like that. And so, what better way to do that than to have villains that do real bad stuff? Does he make villains in – does <laughs> are the people he chooses to make to help make villains other white people? No, nope. He goes to the Middle East <laughs> right. and he helps facilitate pe- like extremists in the Middle East becoming villains,
0: right? It was no accident they used they used rhetoric that Trump himself had used. And, you know, there's this whole speech scene where the two of them, the two, like, superheroes, quote-unquote, are preaching to a crowd of uh, followers that are becoming increasingly incensed. Um, right. And they use rhetoric talking about, like, taking back the country and things like that. It's very... I mean it, it's that part is I think well done. The part is the the part that I feel like they skirt past is like Homelander's not off the hook because this other chick is a literal Nazi. That's that's right. I think my bigger point. Right. Anyway. Cool. <sighs> that's been on my chest for like a month and we've had we had guests and stuff and I just <laughs> I wanted to talk about it.
1: Um a couple of points. It's the the publisher is Wildstorm. Okay. For the first six uh, for six um, comics, Issues? and then okay. Dynamite Entertainment, which I've never even heard of. Um, but the author, I certainly have Garth Ennis. Mm-hmm. Is this a name that means anything to you? I
0: don't know why I would hurt. Would refer to is this a Marvel uh, artist? Garth
1: Ennis's notable works are Preacher, The Boys, ah. Hellblazer, Punisher, and Hitman. So he has a type. Yes, is I guess what I'm saying. Yes
0: yes interesting anyway cool well hmm. i should look into these things more sometimes anyway great I, i'd say great series you know go watch it but but you know think critically about even the things that you're enjoying okay. so totally boom uh i th- we're almost done with oh one one more thing and can be improved that's oh. actually voted for and then we'll uh, we might have to wrap it up. I think we're running low on time, but could be improved. This is for me. Spending more time tinkering with tooling than actually building the thing. I know this feels so hard. This is a perennial problem for me. I have I have this game, this logic game um, that I've called Zebra, um, that I've kind of let fester for a while, and it hasn't really done anything. And so I wanted to add a feature to it. And then I open it up, and I'm like, oh, this is like a four-year-old way to do this thing, let me update. And, you know, I've been, like, quote-unquote, updating it just to get it to (laughs) feature parity, and it's still not as good as it was. Like, why am I doing this? Why am I, like, (laughs) just use the old tool and grin and bear it. It still works. I don't know why I feel like I can't use this old build tooling. This is not what people use anymore.
1: The thing is, if you were to behave that way on a client project or something, you would probably recognize those behaviors as being unhealthy. You might have a coworker that would that would recognize that as like not a good way to spend the client's money. Well, and so the client what themselves is it about our
0: projects that make us I don't blind know. to these things? I don't know. I don't I feel like it It's kind of like, it reminds me a little bit of back in the day, I used to manually curate my ID3 tags in my MP3 library.
1: Oh my God, I totally did that.
0: Right? So I would go through and I would do like the CD aliases, but then there was other things I like didn't want to miss. Like I I wanted everything to have artwork in the ID3 tag and I wanted everything to, and I wanted the folders to all be pristine. And I didn't, you know, I didn't let Winamp at the time. I didn't let it like manage folders for me I, I did it all myself and it reminds me of that it's like scratching the same itch like getting build tooling to where i want and it's not actually it, it like scratches an itch but it leaves me still itching
1: right because you could just listen to that music you didn't right. have to do any of
0: that right i probably spend as much time playing with futzing with those things than I did actually listening to music yeah i don't mm. know why So anyway, I haven't added any features, but I have spent many hours just trying to futz with this. So uh,
1: Zebra is a game where you use, um, like, neighbors to try to figure out between some options which yeah. one is the right one. That's yeah, right. I remember that game.
0: Yep. Yep. And I, I did it with um, – it's like a web app that uses emoji and, yeah, it's kind of a fun version. I haven't ever open sourced it because I had this pipe dream that I might, like, turn it into a app store game. Um, and who knows, maybe I still will, but
1: I worked very briefly on a Swift version of this mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. getting carried away on a sea of tinkering and faffing.
0: Mm-hmm. Very good. So I know I still got the API focused. endpoint, the JSON in- endpoint that I added for, for that tinker. But anyway, tooling, man, more mm-hmm. wasted juice.
1: All right. Any, any uh, danglers?
0: Uh, no danglers. Sweet. Good talk.
1: Okay. Love you. Love you, too. Bye. Bye.